not unique. Please check around. My goodness, it's close to it. Ah, uh, stand up, baby. We're all standing. Everyone's standing. Everybody get up. We're standing. Oh, we're standing, baby. Bloody love that intro. <laughs> How good is it? Welcome back to another huge episode of the Big Spiff Podcast. I'm joined by Scotty. How are you, champ? Good, mate. I'm good. How are you going? Oh, not bad for an old oh. <laughs> And um, we're missing Jaxie. So tonight, to the fans, if they're listening, he can't be with us. But he's, he's insisted we press on and he'll be back next episode. So today, we have the pleasure of talking to another Olympian. How good. Reese Howden is a triple Olympian and soon to be four-time Olympian. A quick Google search will show you that Reese actually has a 28 pack for abs and is a budgie smuggling wearing male model. At the 2016 Rio Games, Reese was the Australian men's water polo captain. That's right. And he joins us tonight in camp from uh, Canberra. Big fella, how are we? Yeah, no, I'm all right. Freezing my uh, ass off down here in Canberra, but um, no, doing well and uh, been training hard. So thanks for having me on. You're welcome. So all the boys are down there training hard, like you said. It's the 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 the, the narrow end of it. Um, how much more do you have to do? Yeah, I think it's like 28 days or five days or something like that. So yeah, only probably what three three or four weeks or something like that. So we're yeah, pretty pretty bloody close. So getting a little bit more exciting. Um, mm. I mean, it's not not too fun getting flogged in the pool every day, but um, yeah. <laughs> things are things are starting to ease up a, a, a little bit uh, just to sort of freshen us up. But um, yeah, it's uh, going to be interesting with all this uh, COVID and, and stuff. So, but uh, we'll we'll, tr- we'll track on with it. Nervous. Going into oh. games, or you've been to a few now that you've oh, been to three. Yeah, a bit more experienced, and um, you're not as yeah, nervous. Yeah, it's it's um, yeah, the nerves are the nerves are still there. Obviously, it's um, you know, you, yeah, you know, you're playing for a medal, and you're you're representing uh, you know, the rest of Australia and then your family and everything. So, um, you know, there's still quite a bit bit at stake, but um. Mm. Yeah, look, I'm not 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 too nervous in going. Um, <clears throat> you know, as I mentioned, like COVID and you know, it's stuffing everyone up at the moment. But um, mm. you know, there's heaps of protocols and things that we've got to, you know, hoops and things we've got to jump through with testing and wearing masks and uh, everything like that. And you know, the AOC have got like a little playbook out um, for everyone to follow and things like that. So uh, we've all been vaccinated as well. Um, you know, so all these all these little things and one uh, percenters and, and stuff like that, we're all uh, you know pretty confident that um, you know we, we should be okay when we when we get there and um, and what we need to do when the when the games actually start. So it just adds um, a little element of bloody red tape, doesn't it? The whole thing. It's just a little bit extra mm. annoying for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it feels like a bit more of a of a hassle sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's the word. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is, though, isn't it? So it's where we, right. where we find ourselves, and everyone finds themselves at the moment. So you just got to um, make the best of a of a of a shit situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, when did your love for being in the pool begin? Um, <laughs> how old were you when you you know saw yourself? you know, wanting to become an Olympian. Yeah, I think um, there's always a love-hate relationship, I think, actually. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, the um, the old man, um, <clears throat> well, mum and dad actually moved out from the UK and uh, dad played water polo over there and actually Captain Great Britain back in his day. Um, wow. And then, so it was sort of uh, one of those things. He moved out here and um, like father, like son type thing. Uh, he sort of pushed me into into water polo. I played a bit of rugby union like when I was real young, about five, six. Um, water polo sort of came on my radar about 13 or 12, 13, something like that when, when he uh, threw us in the pool. So, uh, but I remember, I remember that, that first year was just brutal. Like yeah. I was a scrawny little kid then it just, I was getting drowned. The pool was cold. I was just like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> you know, like, especially coming from the rugby field, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I was probably used to sort of that, um, you know, the wrestling and the tackling and stuff like that in, in the water, but um, I know adding a bit of chill factor to it. it was, mm-hmm. And then the swimming up and down. I was a terrible swimmer when I first started as well. So, shit technique and just <laughs> um, really? probably, probably not much. Probably not much has changed, to be honest. But, um, Wait, so you never did swimming as like a little junior? Squads or anything? Uh, Learned to swim and like a few little squads here and there, but never mm-hmm. really took it serious or you know really got into swimming that much at all I was more more rugby union but AFL um yeah basketball like in school I literally played every sport hey like that's you so name cool. it I, I probably played it so that's a reoccurring um, theme isn't yeah, it Scotty I was just about to say that it seems like a lot of athletes love a lot of different sports or they're just naturally gifted and you boys yeah. can just like <laughs> you just it's make like, everyone feel like it's oh. lonely at the top, boys. It's lonely at the top. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's did awesome. You, did yeah. you have any um, fears of drowning when you first got in the pool um, with the, uh, you know, getting used to tackling and stuff like that? No, not 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 really. Like the, the way the way the game's played. Like yeah, it's like pretty combative, and, and yeah. you know the drowning, the wrestling, and stuff like that. The but grips. The, yeah, yeah. But there's there's obviously like Bodies. rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what what happens under the water stays under the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, like there's rules around, you know, the game that sort of stop like you fully getting like absolutely smashed and drowned and things like that. Um, you know, like heavy fouls, and the whistle blows, and you got to release, and you know, little things like that. So, um, you know, it's 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 hard to sort of be like, oh, you know, if anyone starts playing, like. You shouldn't have a fear of drowning um, yeah. just because the way the game is played. But, you know, that's not to say you, you can't get a few elbows or knees to the head and <laughs> some concussions yeah, or whatever. Yeah, but, um, yeah. you know, bruises, scratches and things like that. But, um, yeah, no, no, no fear of uh, drowning or anything like that. Awesome. Mm. So from making your Aussie Sharks, so the Sharks is the, um, the, the term for the water polo team. So the Aussie Sharks, you made a debut in 2007 at the age of 20. And then you've gone on to make 234 international caps, I believe the stat is, and it's counting. So how surreal was it to finally make that dream come true of reaching the Aussie team? Yeah, well, I'll just go back to that uh, previous question too about, uh, you know, when did I think about being an Olympian type thing? Mm. Um, Dad took us, or the family, you know, mum and dad took us down to Sydney uh, in 2000 to watch some games and things like that. Um, You know, well, actually, we went to a basketball game, a few polo games, but I actually thought, oh, how cool is this basketball? You know, like, I wasn't even thinking polo even when we went and watched it. So, 
Um, was it around, you know, was I, that I around the 2000 Olympics race? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, awesome. That's what we went. We went. Yeah, yeah. We went to we went to, to watch and. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, um, like looking back then, I don't think I really sort of like looked at myself being like, oh, I want to be an Olympian or something mm-hmm. like that. I just sort of looked at each sport and was just like, oh, how fun would it be just to sort of play and play at that type of level, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was it was probably probably more of of uh, you know that sort of uh, scenario. Um, but what was your question just then? Oh, so how surreal is it to finally make? Your yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so. You know, 2007, like you said, I was, I was 20, 10, 21, I think it was. Or no, actually, I was just turned 20. And um, we are in China, I believe it was, in the first game against Japan. And um, one of their sort of senior better players just absolutely smoked me the first minute I was in. And I was just like, oh, okay, this is this is what senior water polo, you know, international water polo is like. Oh, I don't know if he targeted me, but, um, you know, a young kid coming in, you know, you sort of, uh, not that you rough them up or anything like that, but, you know, you, you try and take advantage and um, of, of the inexperience, yeah. basically. So, um, you know, I, I learned pretty quickly to, um, you know, be ready for anything. Um, but, uh, no, obviously, like, you know, amazing experience. And, um, yeah, it's just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it surreal. It, um, it just sort of, I don't know, everything just sort of happened seemed to happen so quickly for me as well. Um, you know, even my junior career was, you know, I started age 13 and then under 16s, I made like my first youth team, um, went away to, we went away to Barcelona. Um, and I think Italy maybe, um, you know, so I sort of went from, you know, playing rugby to then water polo. Then two years later, um, you know, making a, an Aussie youth team, um, you know, obviously came down here to Canberra to the Institute of Sport for two years on a scholarship. Um, you know, so everything, it just seemed to just happen and, and move pretty quickly. And I just sort of adapted and, and just rolled with, rolled with the punches, basically. And, um, you know, very fortunate enough to, um, like you said, three Olympics and, and, and four uh, just, you know, around the corner so, and, and all those caps. So, you know, it's just, um, you know, a huge honour and I'm so proud to, uh, to be where I am. Mm. So your um, first Olympics in Beijing, how was the experience? You know, yeah, <laughs> how was it? Uh, no, it, it was awesome. We were actually in uh, Spain, uh, playing against a Spanish team, um, and the coach had to sort of select select the squad to to be to go. And um, I remember jumping out the pool, and he gave me some advice. And he goes, "Yeah, you're going." And I sort of, you oh. know, because I was a young kid at the time, I sort of went, "Oh yeah, like." You serious? Like, because <laughs> um, because yeah. in my head, I you know I just thought I was a young kid. I was just giving a you know a good a good go, and you know a few guys above me that I thought maybe you know were probably being looked at ahead of me. And uh, anyway, yeah, picked me, and and obviously yeah went got there. Um, I think because the way it happened as well, and me not thinking I was going to be that that person uh, to make the team, um, I sort of went in with you know, an open mind and, you know, um, I just sort of, yeah, just jumped in and played and then and, and did my best. And, um, and we, we had a few good results, uh, but the experience of, of the Olympics was um, absolutely unreal. Like uh, you can't put it into words, to, to be honest. Um, you know, you get the goosebumps, um, you get the uniform, 
uh, we were lucky enough that year to, to do the opening ceremony as well and just walking out into the stadium and everyone just cheering and yelling. And, yeah, um, that's brilliant. You know, it's just, you get all these different emotions and feelings and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's un- absolutely unbelievable. And then, you know, obviously getting to play, um, you know, national anthem before every game. Like even now, like, you know, three, three Olympics on, every game, goosebumps and, you know, tears in the eyes. So, yeah. Because um, yeah, I remember, it's, like, it's awesome. we know each other, Reese and I know each other, and I remember, like, when you know someone that's at that level and they've gone to the Olympics, you're like, you're on that bandwagon too. You're like, oh, Reese, he's at the Olympics. And you're like, you're watching every game. And, like, I'm sure everyone, everyone who knows you, um, it was just so awesome to see like a young fella making it. It was just bloody brilliant. Uh, funnily enough, that happens quite a bit too. Like, does it? Yeah, uh, I my, 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 uh, <laughs> I'm not saying you're jumping on the bandwagon because you were in there first, I think. Yeah, but, um, yeah. but it's even even funny. Like even at work at the moment with my you know, my business and um, some of the offices I go into and people, you know, they eventually. They get to know me and they're like, oh, water polo. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to the Olympics. And they're like, oh, well. And they're like, oh, well, I'm going to have to watch the Olympics and water polo now. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, like, it's like they become part of my family, my water yeah, polo family, yeah, you know, yeah. and support, supporters. So, um, you know, it's, it's awesome, though, you know, having having all that support and, um, you know, people, you know, real keen to even watch our sport because, you know, you wouldn't say our sport's, um, you know, uh, worldly looked at, uh, especially mm. in Australia, you know, it's sort of uh, – down the down the pecking order quite a bit, but um, so you know any exposure, you know we can bring to to, to water polos, um, you know always always good. But it's always well covered at the Olympics. Yeah. I feel like every Olympics the water polo is always on, and it's always at a good time. So it's like oh yeah, I think you, you do get the exposure when it comes around to the Olympics. Yeah, no, definitely. No, it's it's uh, yeah a lot a lot of fun, and like you said, the the time difference has been pretty good. I yeah. think the last couple, um, and Tokyo is going to be even better. I think they're yeah. only an hour, an hour difference. So, oh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, just <laughs> call the lockdown now. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if everyone is in lockdown, at least they've got something to watch. Yeah, now, exactly. Right? <laughs> so, um, by the time London and Rio came around, obviously your speed, swimming speed in the water, and your knack for scoring goals went through the roof. So a little stat that I dug up is you were joint top sprinter at 2012 and 2016 Olympics, winning 19 and 18 sprints respectively. So tell us how you came to become the fastest bloke in the pool, mate. <laughs> I'm still scratching my head, I'll tell you. No, but you are lightning. So explain, explain for those people who don't really know um, water polo what your beginning of the game or the restarts what yeah, so the, so the start of the start of each quarter, so water polo is played in uh, four eight-minute uh, quarters. Um, at the start of that, the ball's in the middle of the pool in like a little ring that's sort of uh, like a pulley system that's pulled underneath the water and the ball then, you know, stays and floats on top. Um, so at the start of every quarter, uh, the refs obviously get you back on your line, blow the whistle. As soon as they do, it's, you know, a massive sprint to the middle. Uh, so it's about 12 and a half metres. We play in a 30-metre pool. Yep. Um, so it's about, yeah, about, you know, 15 metre sprint to the middle. Um, and you, yeah, you're racing the other team, obviously, to, to get first possession. So um, you I smash them every time. You just get yeah. there so quick. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously, you can't push off a wall or anything like yeah. that. So it's, yeah. it's all like a, a big, you know, breaststroke kick sort of start. So I think, I think uh, that and a bit of timing involved, um, you know, I think, 
my legs have always been, uh, you know, um, one of my strengths uh, uh, since I was real young and, and even now, like my agility and, and able to cover a lot of space with that big breaststroke and egg beater kick. So um, I think that's helped uh, in those sort of sprint situations as well. Um, Is that getting know, better with age, Reese? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm getting more sore and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's harder to recover. But um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think myself and Richie Campbell, um, we've, this is our, both our four, or will be our four. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we both keep complaining to each other how much it hurts now. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and I think we're yeah, quite, I think, two years older than so some of the yeah. old boys that did four from London, uh, Gavin Woods and, and Thomas Whalen, uh, it was their fourth in London. I think they were 32. So we're an extra two years older than them. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, um, I mean, it is what it is again, but uh, I think yeah. our bodies have sort of adapted from all this yeah. training over the years yeah, and things like feel, that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, the, the age, the age thing definitely uh, comes into play a little bit, but um you know, if you can if you can sort of block that out and keep telling yourself you're 21 again, I think that might help. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Reese, what um what goes into your training for you to um you know perform at that elite level? Um, there must be a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's that that 10,000 hour rule or something like that. I reckon I've done 50,000 hours. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, oh, look, we we do on average sort of um, say a Monday to Sunday, we'll call it like a, a week. We'll go yeah. three, three gym sessions. Um, yeah. And depending on season and where you are, like right now, because we're pretty close, it's sort of eased up a bit, but maybe two, three weeks ago, it was, you know, heavy gym uh, with a bit of volume as well. Um, you know, Monday, sort of Wednesday, Friday, say um, straight after those sessions is also like pool sessions as well. Two and a half hours um, yeah. of, of, sort of half hour warm up uh, then it might be a bit of passing then getting into like sort of three group stations um, you know different shooting uh, different agility things on your legs uh, what you know wearing weight vests um, or holding med balls just treading water um, for two and a half hours oh, yeah. basically basically yeah so we do that uh, yeah. for, for probably an hour, hour and a half and then the last half hour is probably like a, a solid 2k swim um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's annoying too because we hate doing the swim after we've redone all that. Yeah, we yeah. complain and go, Oh, let's do it at the start. Um, and then the night sessions is normally more sort of tactics and um, sort of uh, doing you know our, our style of play and how we want to play and, and practicing our defense attack, um, extra man, counter attack, defense, you know, all, all the different areas of, of our game and what we need to improve on them. And things like that so you know on the every second day maybe a video session yeah. based around you know if we played a game or something that night you know just looking at a few things and trying to implement them later in the week so um but we normally work on a sort of two two one um situation in terms of pool sessions and then you throw the, the gyms in, in in that too so uh yeah it's it's quite a bit i think about 11 12 sessions a week something oh, like yeah, that wow. so, okay. there you go listen yeah no wonder you got to yeah, get yeah. on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, tell you Jump on Google, people, and Google Reese Howard. Honestly, yeah. there's one well. of you sitting on a yacht, and it's just like <laughs> making everyone feel miserable looking at you. Uh, honestly, I tell you what, I don't look just like that these days. It's, <laughs> it's, it's sort of 
that 34 year old body starting to, uh, I think, fill out a little bit more. But, <laughs> the dad bod, the dad bod. <laughs> exactly. There might be a four pack there now. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> so, how how you boys um, faring for this Olympics, mate? Um, do you reckon the extra year helped you or? Um, hard to say. Hey, mm. it's uh, it's it's so hard to say. Uh, a lot of the there's a tournament going on currently in Georgia, the World okay. League Super Finals. So, um, and teams are from Europe and uh, I think America are there. They're they're playing games, the international games. So we actually haven't actually played an international game since I think it was early 2019 uh, after wow. World Champs. Jesus. So, so whilst whilst we've had more time together mm. than in previous years because of COVID, we've been able to come together more often in Sydney or Brisbane or here in Canberra. You know, so we've actually been as a team uh, for a lot, a lot longer together, which has yeah. probably been good for you know team chemistry and things like that. Yeah. Um, it's just been, it's just hard to know where we actually stand without playing any games. Um, but in saying that too, it, it could also be a, a positive too, you know, mm. um, going into games and people sort of going, oh, we remember, bucket, yeah. yeah, like a little bit, you know what I mean? Mm. So um, it's, it's hard to tell until you start playing a few, a few games. So, um, you know, that's why we're off to America on the 7th. Uh, we're in Hawaii in sort of a little bubble with, with the American team to try and get that game um, scenarios in and, and, and just try and see where we're at a little bit before we, before we head. Yep. Right. So, um, Reese, um, Beijing, London and Rio, uh, we've all heard stories. <laughs> oh, there go. Which one was the wildest in the athlete's village? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. And I always because you swimmers, thing... did you finish first usually? No, no. So this, so this is. I always disappoint people because, oh, damn it. because, because for water polo, you start like the second day and you finish the last day, so oh, you don't have a. Oh, in, no. So you never get the opportunity to really go out and, and you know experience it for. You know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> so oh. yeah, it's it's our, our experience sometimes has been a bit different. In in Rio, however, we missed the quarters, so we did get about four or five days. Um, <laughs> in the town. <laughs> yeah, a, li- a little a little bit. Um, um, I, I have a, uh, my girlfriend at the time now wife, so I, yeah. I didn't I didn't, yeah. I didn't mess around. The boys, I didn't yeah, mess yeah. around anything like that. But um, I know a few of the boys. Um, yeah, trying to slide in a few DMs of uh, some of the other <laughs> yeah. athletes from other countries or something like that. But, um, you know, we, we sort of also stuck to it as a team a little bit too. Like on some of those nights, we, we might go out to a club or something together and, yeah, awesome. and then whatever, whatever happens, happens and you, you try and get home. But um, in, in Rio, it was a bit sketchy too because of like the favelas and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and yeah. obviously we were told not to, you know, venture too close to those and... Uh, you sort of had to keep your wits about you a little bit there, but um, yeah. uh, obviously in in Beijing that would have been a bit different, and, and London just would have been unreal. Like we had the last night to go out, so Oof. you know no, normally we get in trouble. The water polo guys get in trouble um, because we get one night to you know get on the piss and <laughs> and get smashed. So everyone used, normally gets absolutely like hammered. So <laughs> every every Olympics we always have a warning before we. Um, yeah. <laughs> before we before the closing ceremony to you know pull our heads in and make sure we don't do anything stupid so well, yeah, i think we've been 
we've been pretty good the last uh, last couple of Olympics. So uh, um, you know, we obviously don't want to disappoint <laughs> disappoint ourselves or, or the country or anything like that, and, and get banned. So, um, but yeah, I, I know I've heard stories too of the swimmers because they finished first week and yeah. a few a few other sports. Um, so I mean, they've probably got some better stories for you than I do. Yeah, well, we had Mitchy Watt on, um, you know, Mitch. Um, yeah, yeah, jumper, yeah. And um, he was telling some wild stories. And um, yeah, he was like, we, we brought up the stat, like, it was 150,000 condoms or something in London Olympic Village. It's like madness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was funny in Beijing because I've been my first. And we're walking around the village and you're walking into like the Australian block and everything like that. And you go in the reception, and there's just this massive bowl and it's just condoms. And you're like, <laughs> The first thing, my first thought was like, why have they got condoms there? And then like one of the older boys had to explain to me like, yeah, like, you know, there's lots of athletes here, there's a bit of testosterone, you know, people are looking to, I'm like, oh, just, you know, a young naive 21 year old, just going like, yeah. why have a bowl of condoms here, you know? Like, did, you, like, did you have your missus at that point? Did you uh, have your missus? Beijing, in Beijing. You gotta be careful what you say. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, it doesn't matter. They're an ex now, aren't they? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, obviously, this is going to be the last tournament for your head coach and cult hero, um, Elvis Fadovich. Um, so, and possibly a couple of the boys. Um, does that give you guys extra motivation? Um. Or you just play it as normal and. Take it as a couple. Uh, I mean, some Olympics, I think maybe sometimes we put a bit, a bit of pressure on on ourselves, maybe, mm. and maybe trying to have that underdog approach as well. Um, I mean, look how that worked out for uh, the Queensland Origin team at the moment. Hey, Roscoe. Um, yeah. <laughs> look, look, m- motivations. I don't think with our our team in particular, even you know going back to Beijing, I don't think it's ever been a an issue, like no matter who the coach or the players, um, you know, it's, it's an Olympic games. It's, it's, it's do or die every game, basically. So you've, you've, you know, you can't go into it, you know, being like, Oh, I need more motivation to, <laughs> to play better or yeah, try yeah. get in the game. Yeah. You, you know, it's, um, it's, uh, you know, you, you do get a bit of motivation from, from that, but I wouldn't say it's sort of like the, the main thing. Um, mm. But obviously, you know, for some of us older players, you know, this is the last one. You, we want to give it everything we got, and um, you know, obviously to send Elvis out um, a bit more happy than he had, than he normally is with us um, <laughs> at training. But look, we we've had Elvis since 2013, and um, he's he's definitely changed uh, our squad and, and mentality and things like that. You know, obviously being Croatian and having that different background and. And things like that. So, I mean, it'd be it'd be awesome if we could, you know, repay him in, in some way. And yeah. and even all the people that have gone before us, you know, the men's program has never um, won a medal. I think the, the best we've ever got was, I think, fifth at a world champs. Um, and, and we got, we've been close the last couple um, mm. with some results. But, um, you know, so it's, it's uh, it'd be nice to, to get on the podium. Yeah. Um, but it's it's obviously really hard, you know. Olympics is um, is really tough, and especially on the men's side. So um, we've 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 really got to you know put in a big effort, and, and hopefully our, our tactics and things on the day uh, pan out for us, and a bit of luck, and you know you never know. Yeah, let's um, 
head back to 2013. <laughs> Cleo Bachelor of the Year. <laughs> top four oh, exactly. I knew that was... Like, yes. There has to be something. There has to be yeah. something. It, has to it, be wasn't, something. it wasn't on the agenda I sent you. Yeah, I, oh, just, I just saw it on YouTube. How did that all come about? Um, yeah. Um, well, that was actually... that was It was actually... I oh, know it was. Yeah, it was after London. So, well, in uh, in London, I actually, um, what was it? A few, it was one of the, I got on one of the pages of like hottest Olympians <laughs> of, yeah, of something yeah. like that oh, as yeah. well. And it was like my picture of like me holding my togs or whatever it was yeah. and my cap or something. Um, but yeah, then I think the, a year or two after, I think we had like a water polo by the sea tournament or something or, or someone approached me I and were like, oh, that, would, you, yeah. would you be interested in, um, you know, clear bash of the year? And I was single at the time. I was like, yeah, why not? Yeah, we'll give it, you know, whatever. Another opportunity. And anyway, the f- funny story though, uh, Mikey Harris, um, Wall- uh, Wallaby, uh, played yeah, for the yeah, Reds yeah. a bit. He, um, I actually did the photo shoot with him. So we went down to like a little like... Um, Oh, alley somewhere, like a little warehouse, and I saw him. I was like, "Hey," he goes, "Yeah, you do it too." I'm like, "Yeah," we're like, "Oh, stitch up," you know. <laughs> and we, we stitched ourselves up, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, oh, um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, look, bit of fun, you yeah. know. If you, you got the rig at the time, you may as well, you know, get it out there. So yeah, <laughs> it, it, it never lasts forever, does it? So. Well, yeah, from experience here. Yeah. <laughs> the dad bods are in nowadays. Yeah, uh, well and truly. So um, you've been coaching at uh, a fair bit at Brisbane Barracudas. Is that an avenue for you to go down professionally in the future, mate? Or what, um, what are you? you've got your own business. What, tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. So I've got, I got my own um, indoor plant uh, franchise. Yep. Uh, so basically drive around Brisbane and, and water and dust and maintain indoor plants in, in offices and, and buildings and things like that. So um, it's been it's been really good for me uh, to be able to train and play. Uh, one of the other franchisees, uh, Lance, um, he sort of got me into it. Uh, one of my um, father's mates, um, mm. uh, an ex, ex-Barracuda himself. And um, yeah, I sort of I just started going around with him one day and and thought, well, how, how good is this? Pretty cruisy. And when I became my own boss, you know, I sort of did my own hours. And when I was able to travel with the, with the teams, um, he sort of uh, looked after my work whilst I was away. So, um, you know, it, it really helped uh, me being able to still play and, and, and even currently now. So he's looking after it at the moment. Um, so, you know, big shout out to him for, for looking after everything for me and allowing me to still play you know, 34 years old. So, um, uh, yeah, but uh, water polo and coaching, yeah, done done a little bit here and there, maybe more so a few years ago. I took 2017 off after Rio, yeah. um, did a bit of coaching then. Um, looking to the future, I'm a little bit tired of polo. <laughs> so, yeah, right. a, a little bit of a break um, and then just seeing what opportunities are there. But, um, you know, at that younger sort of uh, grassroots level, there isn't. Re- it's more sort of volunteer stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. Uh, you know, you'd be getting a job, uh, so to speak, uh, in in sort of grassroots and club club water polo. But 
you know, that's not to say I don't want to still give back to the sport and, and potentially go back and do a bit of volunteer stuff as well and, yeah. and uh, you know, help all those young kids, uh, you know, like, like I was when I was sort of their age, you know. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, you never know. There might be um, a few senior sort of coaching gigs later on, but, um, yeah, it's, it's not something on my radar just yet. I'm happy to, to go home and back to the business and, uh, and, yeah. and my young family. So, and see what happens, see what happens. Yeah. So a, a question we always ask, yeah, I guess it's, um, it doesn't have to be water polo related, but, um, favorite sportsman of all time, mate. Favorite. So what was that? Favorite sportsman of all time. Sorry. I'm mumbling. Favorite, favorite sportsman of all time. Or woman. Oh, yeah. Or woman. Yeah. Um, Oh God, put me on the spot here. Um, I don't know. I mean, I suppose as a as a young kid growing up and watching Olympics and, and all you know things like that, it was always like the Ian Thorpe, Susie O'Neills, the Grant Hackett's. Yes. You know, they were like the yeah. you know John John Eels even. You know, yeah. Yeah. At, at the time when I was a young kid, they were like the you know the the big dogs at the you know um, for their sports at the time and. It was, um, I suppose, you know, any any one of those, and, and you know, even looking at them now, they're they're still massive advocates for their sport and and very well respected, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I'd say probably probably one of those, just just because you know they're who I sort of always saw on TV and, and were absolutely killing it. Yeah. So, and and another thing, like um, with, I know that you said that you started when you were thirteen. Um, and it is a very much so a high school sport, isn't it? So do you have any advice for young boys and girls out there that are getting into water polo? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an awesome sport to play, to be honest. It's, it's um, you know, it's a, a bit better than, uh, no offence to the swimmers, but uh, following that black line up and down must be boring. But, um, yeah, for sure. you know, uh, again, it's water polo. It's a, it's a team sport, another type of team sport. Um, it's in the water, you know, especially in summer. It's awesome to jump in, yeah. throw a ball around with your mates. Um, you know, there's heaps of social stuff around as well. So, you know, just because you're, you're playing at club or school or whatever doesn't mean it has to be, you know, full on serious and you've, you know, you've got to achieve and, and make Australian teams or anything like that or Queensland teams, you know, so um, there's heaps of social stuff out there. And, um, you know, like I said, any team sport, it's just fun to just jump in and, and you know, play with other people and, and learn that skill. Yeah. I've never met a quiet water polo player. <laughs> <laughs> you, you lot are all the rowdiest bloody bunch of people. You're loose cannons. Uh, what, at the pub or in the water? <laughs> Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, Reese, who's the uh, toughest player you've played against? Oh, toughest player I've played against. Who's given you a bit of niggle? You know? Oh, there's a guy. Um, I don't. I can't pronounce his last name. Norby. No, uh, I'll call him Norbert. He's from uh, Hungary. He's been in their national team for quite a while, but uh, he's quite a, a rough niggly player. Um, yeah. Back at club level, uh, there was a guy called uh, Juggy. Um, Juggy and Tomo, they were um, Melbourne players. Um, I remember, I think, one of my first National League games when I was down here playing for AOS Finns. I was on the post uh, in, in Extra Man. So we were, we were a player up and they were a player down. Anyway, I was on the post, little kid. I turn and he, like, he literally grabs my cap 
and like looks at me and then just pulls my head down whilst like throwing a, a fist going oh, upwards, just absolutely oh, uppercut yeah. at me. Oh. And I just went, I just went, oh yeah, all right, sweet. I'm not doing that ever. You know, I'm not <laughs> trying to stay away from that ever again. But um, oh, yeah. uh, I mean, there's a, there's a few daddy players here and there, but yeah. um, I mean, normally the higher level you get up to as well. Uh, the less that sort of happens a little bit because people are trying to outskill and outplay each other. But um, yeah, and there's cameras I mean, under the water at the high level. Yeah, yeah, especially world champs and Olympics. And um, yeah. I think they might. Uh, I don't think they do like a review or anything. They definitely review um, above the above the water at the moment. Yeah. Um, but underwater, I think you can still get away with a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what's the best sledge you've uh, you've heard on the on the water polo? Is it a court? Did you call it a court? Uh, oh, yeah, field of play or whatever. Mm-hmm. Either, either one. Yeah, sledge. Is it a big thing in um, water yeah. polo? A bit of sledging? Um, oh. more, more so if you, someone's taken like a penalty or something. Yeah, um, I see. Anyone get, um, get called tiny cock or something like that? <laughs> a <bit of> shrinkage <laughs> or... <laughs> no, no. None of that rubbish. No, 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 nothing. No, nothing like that, eh? Like, oh, I don't know. Oh, Maybe it's an avenue you can explore for this Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> no. One of one of my uh, one of my um, or my current um, sports psych. We had like a few psych sessions with him, and not about sledging, but just about like sort of distracting or taking, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, the the thought away from a player. And he, he, he said to us one this one session, he goes, oh, don't think about the pink elephant. And what did everyone do? Thought think about, about the pink, the pink elephant. elephant. <laughs> so, so, so sometimes I'll be in there and I'll be marking someone and be like, oh, how's that pink elephant? And then like, like just, just as a way of being a smart ass sort of thing, not that it's a sledge or anything, but like in their mind, they're going like, what pink elephant? Like pink elephant. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just kind of one of those, one of those stupid like little things. Well, like, you're just you know, doing backstroke with just yeah. the old fella hanging out. Just yeah, like, yeah, everyone yeah. just like clears the room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, I mean, something would have to happen in the game for someone to sledge someone and, and give yeah. it back or whatever. But um, yeah. I mean, there's been, there's been plenty of fights in the water that people have been kicked out. They've gone yeah. around the back of the benches and like met each other and just like shook hands and like, yep, yeah, sweet, you know, mad oh, punch really? on that. Oh, that's all, all done. Good friends again. Off we go. Yeah, back <laughs> in the pool. Um, just quickly, can we talk about some of the sacrifices you've made over the years? Um, obviously, being away from family and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, even even going back early days mm. um you know missing missing people's birthdays yeah. um i did never went to, to schoolies oh, um, spewing. you know yes yeah, <laughs> you know, like little like little things like that i mean they're not massive things but you know when all your mates are going and you know it's it's even more so now it's seen as like a one of those sort of big get-togethers and, and bonding you know before you leave school type type things so you know i missed i missed all that um uh, more so when I got older, missed, missed weddings, um, uh, you know, and, and like you said, being away from, from family is probably the biggest one. Um, you know, I've been pretty lucky with, with my support around me. And uh, I think the, the, hardest, um, the hardest thing at the moment 
uh, you know, I've got a little a two-year-old girl um, yeah. and, and my partner, Michelle, she's sort of doing, you know, single mum whilst I'm sort of away for three months. Um, yeah, well, you know, yeah. that's, that's, that's pretty tough. So, it's pretty tough um, on you too. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no yeah, most definitely. You know, I'm, I'm, I miss some heaps and, you know, it sucks seeing someone on a screen and not being able to give them a hug and a kiss yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Um, you know, so... Um, you know, it's whilst yes, it's a sacrifice. It's you know sometimes I, I don't like that word because you know you, you're choosing you know you're choosing to do it. So yeah. um, you know you, we all have choices, and you know this is something uh, you know I'm, I'm choosing to do. Um, but you know I think if if that is the situation, as long as you've got the people around you that are you know willing to to support you in that decision and and and, and you know have you back, uh, you know that choice uh, becomes a little bit easy, you know, a little bit easier. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. And um, uh, you just, you move on and then, and, and you, you get on with it and you, you try and um, uh, play and, and do the best you can and, uh, and do it for them. Yeah. Are you ever um, umming and ahhing about going to the Tokyo Olympics? Um, yeah, no, definitely. I, uh, after 2017, I thought oh, that'll be it. You yep. know, I was, I was like, I had, had that sort of year off and stupidly went and saw my sports psych again just for a coffee and I sort of convinced myself or, I don't, yeah, I'm pretty sure I convinced myself to go back. Yeah. Uh, it, it was one of those, um, I think I would have regretted not coming back and, and giving it another go, especially, you know, thinking to myself that I, I could I still could offer the team something and I still loved, loved playing at that high level and, didn't want to, want to miss the opportunity to, to have one last crack at it, you know, yeah. with, with this group, good group of guys. We've been around yeah. since pretty much a few of us since London um, and, and most of the squads sort of retained from, from Rio. So we're a bit of an older team now and that experience hopefully will help us. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, um, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, thanks, Reese, for joining us and giving up your time before your team meeting. Uh, we really Not appreciate it. May and honestly, we are uh, and all of our hundred listeners. Um, <laughs> you're gonna have a hundred fans watching, tuning in now, so you're yeah. gonna get a bit of fan mail. You're all part of the family now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. No, I know oh, this one honestly, race. He was on this podcast, and now yeah, I follow him. And... I practically know him. Now. <laughs> I practically know him exactly. No, we're no, we're rooting all... for you, mate, and um, yeah, all the best, and um, stay safe over there, hey. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us, boys. And um, yeah, all the best with the podcast moving forward. And uh, yeah, if you ever want any info or uh, want someone else to uh, to interview, I might know a few people as well. So um, legend. Oh, you're a bloody legend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Roscoe, you know where I am, mate. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I do. I do. <laughs> all right, mate. We'll take care, and we'll uh, we'll chat to you soon, hey? No, too easy, boys. Enjoy. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Big Stiff Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, jump over to social media or wherever you get your podcasts and give us a follow. So from all the boys of the Big Stiff Podcast, cheers and stay stiff.